tonight, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. And give me just a few minutes tonight. We will not be lengthy at all. You're going to be out of here in just a little bit. Uh, as far as my, my part's concerned, if the Lord decides he wants to do something other than, he has, he has free liberty to do that. Uh, but as far as the message that I'm going to give you tonight, I don't think we're going to be lengthy at all. But um, I think this is going to be helpful to you. So 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 in your Bibles, and we've been, I don't know how long we've been in this series now on the Holy Spirit, but we've been here for just a little while, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. I hope it's been a help. And then tonight, specifically, as I mentioned this morning, I want to talk to you about this subject, what it means, or what does it mean to quench the Holy Spirit? So let's all stand tonight and look for 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and when you find that, look for verse 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. The Bible says, wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Not preaching on this tonight, but uh, church, let's just remember that anytime you see that word edify, it's the idea of building up, building up. Um, And so according to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11, that uh, our calling is to build one another up. And your calling here is not to drag people down or tear people apart. Your job, my job, is to build people up. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, Support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man. Wow, this is good stuff, isn't it? But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then what I believe is the 10th shortest verse in your Bible. We're getting ready to read in verse number 19. The Bible says, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Just for good measure, let's read the next couple verses or so. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You may be seated tonight. Let's talk about what it means to quench the Holy Spirit. And so just give me your attention just for a few moments. I promise you, by the grace of God, we won't be very long at all tonight. We'll keep this rather brief. And so, but, but this is gonna be helpful tonight. And so let's pray together. Father, it's been a wonderful day. It's flown by. And Father, we thank you so much for the privilege to be back here at Calvary Baptist Church once again. And we want to say thank you for what you're doing. God, it's so good to see people coming and visitors coming. And Lord, to see the house of God filling up. Father, we're not worried. We know that if it's your will that you continue to to bless and build here, that you'll give us what we need. And so Heavenly Father, we we, we put all that in your hands. I pray today now that you'll... uh, Lord, tonight, that you'll come and minister to us in a great way. And I pray all that's done would honor the Lord Jesus Christ, lift him up. Father, thank you for this series that you have 
given us on the Holy Spirit. And once again, now I pray you'd knit our hearts together as we're taught. This won't be preaching necessarily as much as it is teaching. And so Lord, help us tonight. Give us wisdom. Father, we love you and we praise you. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name and for his sake we pray. And all God's people said, amen. When the Bible uses the term quench in relation to the spirit, it's likening the spirit of God to fire or to heat, if you will. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read these for you. Luke 24, 32, the Bible says, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? What causes the, the, the word of God to burn in our hearts? You know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter two, verse two says it like this. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How about Matthew chapter three and verse 11 where the Bible says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, the Bible says, for our God is a consuming fire. And so when 1 Thessalonians chapter five talks about quenching the spirit, he is likening the Holy Spirit to fire or heat. Now think with me tonight, and we've got firemen in our church here this evening but think about this, fire does so many things. Fire does so many things. Uh, fire provides heat and warmth. Um, we, several years ago, we put gas logs in our house and uh, my wife loves, I mean, absolutely. We have any other fire lovers out there. My wife loves those gas logs. And, um, and, and uh, honestly, I came home I came home. <laughs> I came home from the men's meeting uh, on Friday night. I got home about midnight, and uh, man, I walked in the house. I thought I need an oxygen mask in this place. I mean, um, uh, it felt like a sauna in there. And but it, but the, but that fire provides heat and warmth. And I'll be honest, on a very cold night, it is. It's very nice. It really is to be able to turn those logs on. Fire makes cooking possible. Fire. Uh, produces energy, and we produce a lot of energy today by way of fire. Fire produces, uh, or fire provides safety and protection. If you're in the wilderness and there's wild animals out there, well, you'll probably wanna build a fire, and that fire can provide safety and protection. Fire can serve as a warning. Uh, it, can, it can warn things away or keep the wrong kinds of things away, and then I thought about this. Fire has the ability to cleanse and fire has the ability to purify. Now, you say, Pastor, why are you telling us all that? Because so it is with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is like fire. We've already talked about that one Sunday night. But think, think with me tonight. It is the Holy Spirit that keeps your heart warm toward the things of the Lord. He's the one that gives that heat. 
He's the one that makes the word of God come alive in your hearts uh, and, and your minds. He, listen, uh, the reason we had such a great morning this morning is because of the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's really, that's really the reason. I mean, that's what it's all about. And somebody says, you know, what is it at Calvary? What's going on? It's called the Holy Spirit. And uh, you can't point to one person, one individual, one preacher, one teacher. Uh, uh, you know what? It's just the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is here. And where the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty. The Holy Spirit keeps our hearts warm. It's the Holy Spirit that energizes our Christian life. It's the Spirit of God that provides protection. It's the Holy Spirit that warns us away from sin and destruction. It's the Holy Spirit that has the power to cleanse us and to bring purity into our lives. So again, the Holy Spirit is a lot like that fire that we talked about just a moment ago. But with that said, Scripture tells us that you and I have the ability to quench that fire. We have the ability to quench the Spirit. Now let's talk about that a little bit tonight. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I want to draw your attention back to verse 19 again. Simple little word and a short verse. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19, the Bible says, quench not the Spirit. So you and I are challenged to make sure that we do not quench the spirit. The, the, the word quench there is the, is the Greek word subinimai. And it means this, it means to extinguish or go out. So again, hang with me now. Quench, quench not the spirit. The word quench means to extinguish or go out. Somebody says, pastor, which is it? Well, here's the answer to that. It's both. It's both. Now, what are you talking about, Pastor? Let me see if I can elaborate on that just a little bit tonight. How about this? Number one, the word quench means to extinguish, extinguish. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the word extinguish as meaning to douse, uh, to cause a fire to cease, to burn or shine. Now, think with me tonight. This is just really logic more than, more than it is anything. The very idea of extinguishing a fire is something that you and I do by our actions. In other words, extinguishing a fire doesn't really happen by accident. If you extinguish a fire, it's something that you did. It's something that you took action on. What do you, what, what do you mean, preacher? Well, we might use to extinguish a fire, we might use sand. It's a good, good idea. If you have a fire that breaks out, if you've got a little sand somewhere, or some salt or something like that, and you can put that sand on it, or, or maybe you have a fire extinguisher, hope, hope, hopefully you do. You have a fire extinguisher in your house where you run to wherever you've got the fire extinguisher, and you pull the pin, and you, uh, and, and you use that fire extinguisher. One of the best ways to extinguish a flame is by depri depriving it of oxygen or fuel, and so if you have a fire breakout, you might remove it from the burner, or you might cover it with a lid, or you might smother the flame with some type of retardant. Now, wait a minute. The point that I'm trying to make is this. You took the action. You, you did it. The fire didn't go out by its own. It got extinguished. Uh, it was because of your action that the flame was quenched, that the flame was killed. Now, here's what I'm saying. There are things that you and I can do that will quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't happen by accident. He doesn't get quenched by coincidence. But there are things that we can do that extinguish 
the Holy Spirit and his heat in our life. Now, I believe this, although we'll not pay tribute to all of these tonight, I believe 1 Thessalonians chapter five actually deals with some of those things that quench the Holy Spirit. And I wanna draw your attention to those tonight real quickly if I could. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter five and look at verse number 16. The Bible says here, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then it says, quench not the spirit. I believe this. I believe some things that precede that verse are things that quench the Holy Spirit. I'll be honest. I believe some things that come after that verse also quench the Holy Spirit. But I want to I wanna just deal with a few that come before that verse tonight. What are some things that we can do that can quench the Spirit of God? Number one, a failure to rejoice. Do you see what it said? Verse number 16, rejoice. When are we supposed to rejoice? How much are we supposed to rejoice? <laughs> evermore, all the time, at all times. We're to rejoice evermore. Now, wait a minute. Interesting word. The word rejoice there is the Greek word chero. And we get a word in our English language from that word. And it's the word cheerful. Cheerful. And it means this, it goes just a little further than that. It means cheerful, but especially as salutation or meeting or parting. In other words, how do you meet and greet people? That's what it's talking about, salutation or parting. Uh, and, as, and, and this is what the Bible is telling us, that when you and I come in contact with folks, you know what they ought to sense about us? They ought to sense a cheerfulness about us. Now, does that mean that everything's gonna be going your way? That's not what it means. Does that mean that you're always gonna be healthy, that you're always gonna be, you know, that, that the, the car's gonna be running smooth and the roof is never gonna leak and uh, nobody's ever gonna get sick? That's not what it's saying. But the Bible's saying this, that on the most part, when we are out and about and we are meeting and greeting folks, that one of the first things they ought to pick up about us is this, that we are cheerful, that we have the joy of the Lord in our spirit, in our, in our mind, in our body, in our life. Hey, listen, listen, church, let me ask you a question. When you walk into a room, do you lighten it or do you darken it? When you walk into the room, I hope you do. I hope you brighten it up. Man, I, listen. When you walk in a room, I hope people, I hope people look forward to you coming. I, you know, there are some people like that. I know some folks like that. I want to be like that. Man, when I walk in the room, I want people to say, oh yeah, pray, praise the Lord, preacher's here, preacher's here. And the reason they say that is because they know that by the grace of God, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to encourage them. I'm not going to tear them down. I'm not going to, you know, criticize them. I'm going to do my best to pray for them and try to be a blessing to them, try to help them. And, uh, and so when I walk in a room, man, I want them to sense that I have cheerfulness. Listen to me now. Listen, church. This is not just applicable to church. This is applicable to work and it's applicable to school and it's applicable to the Sunday school class and it's applicable to the plant and it's applicable to the office and, and it's applicable at the doctor's office. And this is what I'm saying, that when people look at us, that one of the first things they notice about us is that we're cheerful. We're cheerful people. Listen, are you cheerful? Now, here's the thing. If you're not, if you're not, the Bible seems to point out here, it grieves the Holy Ghost. 
So you say, well, preacher, I just got up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, go back to bed, get up on the right side. You do whatever you got to do to fix it. You do whatever you've got to do. Well, you, uh, you know, and there are people like, well, that's just the way I am. Change. Change. That's what Christianity's all about. That's what the Holy Spirit's all about. Don't come in here Sunday after Sunday. Well, that's just the way I am. Yeah, I've always been, a, I've always been an old boar for all of my life, and that's how I'll always be. Well, this is what I would say. Come to Jesus tonight and get born again. And he can make you cheerful and rejoice. Maybe you never have, but he can give you that rejoicing. A failure to rejoice seems to quench the Holy Spirit. Tell you something else. A failure to pray without ceasing. Now, somebody says, Pastor, I work a job. Preacher, I work 40 hours a week. I work 50 hours a week. I get that. Preacher, I got to go to school. I'm going to college. And I can't, I, I can't pray 24 hours a day. This is what our Bible is teaching when it says that we're to pray without ceasing. It, it's the idea of praying un, uninterruptedly. In other words, yes, you and I ought to have a season of prayer but what the Bible is teaching us here is this, that you and I ought to be in a, we ought to be in a state of prayer all the time. Just, you know what, just talking to the Lord. Talk to the Lord on the lawnmower. Talk to the Lord on your way to work. Talk to the Lord when you're, uh, you know what, when you're mopping the floor. Just that uninterrupted, just, just talking to the Lord. Sometime back, uh, Abel, uh, boy, Abel got me just a, a, a on a wonderful gift, and he found a, he found this uh, person that had this old old Bible, and he got me the uh, the flyleaf out of that Bible, and that Bible is signed by Ma Sunday, Billy Sunday's wife. I've got it at home in a frame. Ma Sunday signed that Bible, Billy Sunday's wife. You know what Ma Sunday said about Billy Sunday? She said she said you could never tell who Billy was talking to. She said, you'd be somewhere with him and he'd be talking and Ma Sunday would say, what'd you say, Billy? And he would say, I wasn't talking to you. And she said, there was nobody else in there with us. And she said, he would just carry on a conversation with the Lord and, and sometimes he was just constantly, constantly talking. That's what I'm talking about. And the Bible seems to point out that when you and I fail to pray uh, unceasingly, it quenches the Holy Spirit. Now, what, what, what does that mean? What does that tell us, preacher? That tells us that we ought to pray about everything. We ought to pray, pray about big things. I've heard some people say, well, preacher, I didn't want to pray about this because it's such a little thing. Are you kidding? He wants to hear about your little things. You say, well, pastor, it wasn't a major catastrophe and I didn't feel like I needed to take it to the Lord. He wants to hear about everything. I know this has never happened to y'all. There's been a few times that I had, you know, misplaced something, misplaced my keys or something like that. It doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while I'll do that. And man, I'm just going around, I'm looking, looking for that thing and I'm turning over things and opening up things and opening up drawers. And, and, and I know, again, I know that y'all don't get like this, but man, I'm, I'm getting aggravated and I'm thinking, I can't believe I lost this. I can't believe I misplaced it. And I don't understand why, uh, why I lost this thing and I can't find it and I don't understand why I can't find it. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will whisper and he'll say, did you talk to me about this? And you know what? I have to sort of bow my head and say, no, Lord, I didn't. Isn't it something how when you say, Lord, 
would you please help me to find this situation? And it's somehow that has a way of working out. You know what? We're to pray unceasingly. We're to pray about the big things. We're to pray about, about the small things. We're to pray uninterruptedly. And when we fail to pray without ceasing, it quenches the Holy Spirit. There's something else here. How about this? Number next is this, a failure to show gratitude. Look, look back at your scripture again. First Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Then the Bible says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. This is clearly the absolute will of God that we give thanks and that we show our gratitude. Now, I believe this church with all my heart that when you and I lack thankfulness, it quenches the Holy Ghost. It quenches the Holy Spirit. When we are ungrateful, when we are unthankful, it quenches the Holy Ghost. It puts the heat out. It puts the fire out. Oh, listen, well, I hope we're thankful tonight. I hope we're thankful. And I'm gonna tell you something. Did you know that thankfulness and gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, did you know that'll do more for you than what you know? So this last week, Monday, last Monday morning, Miss Tammy and I woke up, both of us woke up. Boy, it didn't feel good. I actually felt pretty, pretty rotten. And then Tuesday, Man, we still weren't feeling good. You know, got in the office and worked some and uh, didn't, you know, didn't kill it, but worked some. And, but still, just all day long, didn't feel good. Wednesday, we, we pushed through. Didn't have fevers or anything like that. I don't think we were, we were contagious, but just sort of, you know what I'm talking about, just under the weather for two or three days. And, and then we were taking medication Man, I hadn't taken, listen, I hadn't taken NyQuil in forever. And Miss Tammy went out to the store and she got some NyQuil. And man, we took that NyQuil. And when you haven't taken it in a long, long time, that stuff knocks you for a loop. And, and the next day after I took it, this ever happened to y'all? I was in the office and I was so nervous. I was just, I was nervous and anxious. And I could feel myself sort of just shaking. And wait a minute, we had church that night. Wednesday night, we had church. And you know what? I found myself all the way up until about church time. My spirit, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you all this, but my spirit wasn't, wasn't right. It wasn't where it needed to be. I, I want to make sure when I walk in this place that I, my spirit's right. And listen, you don't need a discouraged preacher. You need a preacher to walk in here and say, everything's going to be okay. And everything's all right in my father's house. And yet, just a little while before we got here, my spirit wasn't right. And so, you know what I did? I just took a praise break. I just took a praise break. My spirit wasn't right, wasn't feeling, wasn't feeling so hot. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to stop, and I'm just going to thank the Lord. I'm just going to go down and start thanking the Lord for all the different things I need to be thankful for. And I just started naming off stuff. Lord, thank you for this, and thank you for that, and God, thank you for giving us this, and Lord, thank you for this thing that you've done, and Lord, thank you for this blessing. And I just started going down a long, long list and just thanking the Lord and praising the Lord, and guess what? Guess what happened? The more I did that, the more my spirit got right. <laughs> it got right. Now, this is what I'm saying. When we fail to show gratitude, it quenches the Holy Spirit. That's something that we do. That's not something that happens by accident. It's something that we do. So quench means to extinguish, but stay with me. We're going to be done. Not only does the word quench mean to extinguish, but last of all, the word quench means to go out, to go out. In other words, we can quench the fire of the Holy Spirit by our actions, 
But we can also quench the fire of the Holy Spirit by our inactions, by our carelessness. Hey, church, have you ever done this? Have you ever allowed the fire to go out in the fireplace or maybe you heat by wood furnace and you allowed the fire to go out because you just simply forgot to put wood on it? You got busy doing something else. You forgot about the fire. You fell asleep. You became unconcerned about the flame. And because of that, the fire dwindled down. Wait a minute now. I'm going somewhere. The flame dwindled down. And then when you desperately tried to build it back, it's much more difficult to build it up. You know why? It was almost gone. Oh, I'm talking to some Christians tonight. Uh, Listen, you know what? That fire went out because of our inaction. We let it go out. We let it go out. We didn't necessarily extinguish it. We just got careless and we let it go out. Now, take your Bibles tonight and turn over to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number, 1 Samuel chapter number three. And when I thought about, when I, when I thought about this subject of fire going out, I thought about this story, interesting story in 1 Samuel chapter three. And I wanna show it to you tonight if I could. In 1 Samuel chapter three, let me tell you what's going on here. Under the Mosaic law, The lamp in the tabernacle was never to go out. It was to have a constant supply of olive oil to keep it burning 24 hours a day. By the way, point this out too. It was the only light in the tabernacle. And that tabernacle was covered with multiple layers of animal skins. And so as far as natural light, it kept that natural light out. And so the tabernacle without light was gonna be a very, very dark place. And so the lamp of God was to be lit at all times. And the light was a symbol of God's constant intercession. But listen, listen to this. We're almost done, but listen to this. 1 Samuel 3, have you found your place? Look at verse one. The Bible says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Eli's the priest. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass about that, or came, came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Look at verse three. And ere the lamp of God, what did it do? It went out. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. The lamp of God was to stay burning 24 hours a day, but the lamp went out. Now, listen to me now, church. Somebody says, preacher, why did it go out? Here's the reason, because Eli and his boys got slack. Now, we can make that sound more elaborate, but the truth of the matter is, they just got slack. They got wicked, they got lazy, and they did not care for the flame. They got caught up in too many other things. And the fire of God went out. You say, preacher, what's that got to do with me? <laughs> Are you kidding? I wonder how many times that happens for the child of God. We get so caught up in other things that we neglect to take care of the flame. Now, we can quench it. We can extinguish it by our actions, 
But also, church, if we just, amen, boy, I wish we could just somehow get this message out all over Union Grove tonight. But you know what? We can also quench the Spirit by just doing nothing. Just getting careless. Getting so caught up in other things that we don't take the time to care for the flame. And then here's the problem. Man, my wife and I, we're, you know, we had this conversation the other night. There's just, there's just some things that don't make sense to me. After 31 years of pastoring the same church, there's some things that don't make sense. People have the audacity to wonder why they're in darkness. You know why you're in darkness? You quench the light. You quench the spirit. You say, I didn't do anything. Exactly. You just made my point. Well, I don't know why I'm on fire. Where are you at on Sunday night? Now, you're here, and I applaud you, and I'm thankful for your faithfulness tonight, but I'm just telling you, don't complain about being in the darkness when you don't show up for Sunday school, and you don't show up for Sunday night, and you don't come to revival, and you don't come to conference, and you don't read your Bible, and you don't spend time in prayer, and you walk in like a prune, uh, and just, uh, I mean, never smile, and never, ne- never shout, and never happy. I'm telling you, my dear friend, people have quenched the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. You see, a fire needs fuel to burn. Proverbs 26, 20, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. Church, this is all I'm saying. Can we put out, can we quench the Spirit of God? Amen. I'll tell you what let's do. Let's come up with a new theme for 2023. No excuses. Hang on tight. We got some things already planned for 2023. Excuses are a dime a dozen. People are dying on the vine. Christians are dying on the vine. Don't have the spirituality of the burrow out here in the field somewhere and they don't know what's going on. You're not here, that's what's going on. And you're watching my way of live stream tonight. If you're not providentially hindered, you're not sick, you ought to be here. You say, preacher, Calm down. It's not time to calm down. It's time to get righteous. And it's time for America to get right with an almighty God. And you're not gonna get right with almighty God by staying at home and watching ABC and Hell's Box Office and Sin to the Max. And you're gonna get right with God by being where God is. A lot of times people just let the fire go out. Again, we have some firemen in here tonight who could relate to the story. I read the story this week about a small town. Fires begin to pop up on a frequent basis, more than normal. And it just seemed like that they were being caught out to fires quite a bit. And they finally came to find out that it was actually the fire chief himself who was secretly starting the fires and then he would work to extinguish them. Sadly, many Christian people do the exact same thing. They will start the fire and fan the flame and then just weeks later be responsible for quenching the same fire. 
You know what I believe with all my heart? You know what I believe with all my heart? I hope a lot of folks are watching by way of live stream. I hope some of our folks are watching by way of live stream. I believe God started a fire in March. I believe God started a fire. I believe there were some folks that had never experienced that fire before March and God did something supernatural in their life and the Holy Spirit started a fire and they never felt anything like that, never felt that kind of excitement, never felt that kind of joy, never felt that kind of passion. And this is what I want to say to, to you and to me and to all of them. Whatever you do, fan the flame. Don't let it go out. Don't let it go out. Because we can quench the Spirit of God in one or two ways. Number one, by our actions, we extinguish it. Or by our inaction. Just getting careless. I don't know about anybody else. I don't want my fire to go out. I don't want my fire to go out. I think I got a fire burning. And uh, I want it to be burning when I'm up here 85 years old. And I may not be able to preach like I'm preaching now. And you may have to sort of help me up the steps. But by the grace of God, if I, if, 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 by the grace of God, I still want to be preaching with the fire of God. I don't want the fire to ever go out in my life. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for this time we've had together tonight. Oh God, tonight I pray that you'd help us to be keepers of the flame. Lord, help us to, help us to be so careful that, we, that we, we don't extinguish the fire of the Lord. Lord, by our actions, by our lack of rejoicing, our lack of cheerfulness, our lack of gratitude, our sinful living. God, help us not to quench the Spirit of God by our actions. But then, Lord, help us not to quench the Spirit by our inactions. Father, help us to, to take great care to make sure, sure that the Holy Spirit of God, that fire, continues to burn brightly, warmly in our hearts and our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue to burn brightly at the Calvary Baptist Church. And I pray that you would burn in my heart, my life. Oh God, I pray that fire never goes out until Jesus comes or until you take me home. Father, I want that fire to burn like it's never, like it's never burned. God, tonight I pray that you'd work in the hearts of our people, work in the hearts of those watching the live stream. Father, help us to be so careful, so careful to make sure that that heat from the Holy Spirit continues to burn in our life. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Let me ask a question or two tonight. How many are here tonight? And you'd say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm on my way to heaven. I know that I'm saved. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, preacher, I know I'm saved. Just slip your hand up as a great testimony to the Lord. Man, just use it as a little wave offering. Just thank you, Lord. Yeah, amen, amen. Yes, thank you, you can lower your hands. Well, sometimes during the week, I just sort of, I just give God a wave offering. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, what a God. But I wanna ask this, how many? are here tonight and you'd say, Pastor, I couldn't raise my hand and if I died tonight, I'm not sure of heaven. I'm not sure I'm saved. I want you to pray for me. 
Is there one like that anywhere tonight? You'd slip your hand up and let me pray for you. Anybody like that? Pastor, if I died, I'm not sure I'm saved. Okay. As far as I can tell, man, everybody here tonight claims to be born again. So I want to ask you this question. How's your flame? How's your flame? Have you, by any chance, have you quenched the Holy Ghost? By your actions, or maybe by your inactions, have you quenched the Holy Spirit? Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I have not been cheerful. I have not been showing gratitude. I've not been exhibiting that in my home, my family, my marriage, my job. I've been a little grouchy, been a little irritable. I've sort of, I've sort of talked down to some people. I've not exhibited the, the, the Spirit of Christ. And maybe, just maybe, I've grieved the Holy Ghost or quenched the Holy Spirit, okay? Here's what I want you to do then tonight. In just a moment, we're gonna stand. And if the Spirit of God has dealt with your heart about any certain thing tonight, any certain thing at all, I want you to slip out, make your way down to this altar, and I want you to seal that decision with the Lord. And tonight, I want you to go home different than when you came. So let's all stand all over the house tonight. Father, again, thank you for your teaching. Thank you for showing us about the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to be so careful not to grieve Him. And help us, not to, help us to be careful about not quenching Him. Father, help that fire to burn bright in every man and woman's heart, every teenager's heart and life, every young person. God, tonight, I pray you'd have your way in this invitation. Speak to hearts, I pray. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If the Holy Spirit has dealt with your heart and you need to come, we're gonna pause just for a moment. Heads are bowed. No one's looking around just for a little bit. If you need to come, you just come tonight and do business with the Lord. That's right, folks are coming, folks are coming. Anybody else tonight? The Spirit of God dealt with your heart about something, about some kind of an issue today. And you just come tonight and say, Holy Spirit, I know you're, you're working on me. I felt you speaking to me. Help me to do, help me to do your will. Help me to do the will of God. Maybe somebody needs to come tonight and just pray something like this. Holy Spirit, help me to be tender. Help me to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, if there's something you want me to change, if there's something you want me to do, somebody you want me to talk to, somebody you'd have me to give a track to, Holy Spirit, you show me what it is and help me to do it. Help me to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Did you come tonight? Just, just don't pause, just for a moment. You come while we wait. Father, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you used this simple message to speak to my heart this week. And Lord, how many times, unfortunately, have I quenched the Spirit of God? And I just want to say tonight, Lord, please forgive me for that. Holy Spirit, forgive me for those times when I've grieved you. And Lord, I pray that you'd Help this church to have a pastor and help my wife to have a husband. Help my kids to have a dad that's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that when people come around me, they'll see the fire of God burning. 
Lord, that flame is healthy, it's bright. God, work in the hearts of these and around the altar tonight. Others that maybe need to come. Holy Spirit, I pray that your word, we thank you in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Anybody else, before we go, need to make a move.